Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm really looking forward to talking to you today, and I'm sure it's going to be a great episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And hey, just as a reminder, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you like what you heard, feel free to share this with your friends and family, and make sure you send me a message. Let me know what you thought. Make sure you you let me know if there's something I could have done better or something you'd like to hear me talk about. If something stuck out and you really appreciated it, let me know that as well. You can find me on Facebook, Kevin Blaney. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm all over the place, but hey, reach out to me. Send me a text. Give me a phone call. I'd love to hear from you. Guys, let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Good to be here. We've got to jump right into this because I need to get to bed. I've got work uh, here in a little while and I need to get some sleep first, but I just had to get on here. I had to jump on because we are going insane in this country. Things are ridiculous right now. There are people out there. I don't mean to attack you personally. This has nothing to do with you as an individual, but we are, as a country, we are allowing emotion to take over our rationality, our logic. We are allowing people's feelings to get in the way of fact. That's the thing. I, I think a lot of people who watch Ben Shapiro, they say, well, he's he's heartless or crass or cold. No, he's not. He's just being factual. He's being logical. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, I guess, as they say. The fact of the matter is he is right. Facts don't care about your feelings. Feelings are they mean nothing really in the grand scheme of things. Feelings mean nothing whenever it comes to the data, when it comes to the facts, what we have in this country, and I'm sorry to get right into it, but we have to start right away. This is too important. What we have in this country are too many people who are afraid of a virus. We've had viruses as long as I've been alive. And before then we've had viruses with us all the time. What we have now are people who are so afraid of something that they feel they have no control over that they're willing to throw away any right that they have in order to feel safe. You know, I think it was Benjamin Franklin said those who would trade security of their freedom or their liberty for security uh, deserve neither. And that's what we have. We have people in this country who are so afraid of an invisible virus, something that you and I can't see. We're out there walking. We can't see it, touch it, taste it. We don't see that it's there. The only way you know about it's through a microphone and through lab testing. And what we have here are we have people who are so afraid that they're willing to throw away every right, every liberty that they have because they're afraid. And what they say is, well, we got to do something. No, no. Sometimes doing nothing is better than doing something. If you want to take away my liberties, my right to go to school, my right to earn a living, my, my right to go to work, you want to take that away from me because you're afraid? You don't have that right. This is the United States of America. We have rights, privileges, and freedoms. We have freedoms that come from our creator, from God himself. They don't come from government. So the government has no right to take them away. Be that as it may, I've got a great episode lined up for you. It's not going to take too terribly long, but I had to jump on here. We have a gentleman named Scott Gottlieb, I believe is his name. Scott Gottlieb is a medical doctor, and if I'm not mistaken, he was a fellow at the CDC, and he disagrees with what is being done right now. He sent out a tweet here on August the 1st saying this. He said, of the 163 millions of Americans, and I hate this term, fully vaccinated, if you've you've ever heard me talk about anything 
regarding this. There is no such thing as fully vaccinated for this virus. No such thing. I am vaccinated against the mumps and measles. And you know what? I've never gotten the mumps and measles. That is vaccinated. When you can't get it, when you can't give it to people, that is vaccinated. You cannot be fully vaccinated on this virus. People who get the vaccine, supposed vaccine, and I'm not putting down Trump on this. I want to tell you, if it wouldn't have been for Trump, this would not have happened. I don't care what anybody says. It's because Trump was president. That's the reason why so much was done to get people these vaccinations, supposed vaccinations. There are people who need this. I don't. I don't want it. I have no desire to get it ever. I don't want it. I've already had the virus. It wasn't that bad to me personally. It wasn't going to kill me. I wasn't scared at all. And I'm not trying to be a, you know, this, you know, big tough guy. It was less than the common cold to me. It was nothing. I was still sitting here at the house picking on the guitar. It wasn't the end of the world. That being said, he said of the 163 million Americans who are vaccinated as of July the 26th, and this is 2021, there have been 6,239 hospitalizations. Let me say that again. Of the 163 million Americans vaccinated as of July 26th, there have been 6,239 hospitalizations, including 1,263 deaths in people diagnosed with this infection. In about 25% of cases, patients were asymptomatic or the diagnosis appeared secondary to primary cause of the event. So there we go. So essentially what we have here, we have people telling us that we need to lock down. We need to shut everything down, just close up shop and go home. All because we've had 1,263 deaths. If you believe that this uh, vaccine is the be all end all to save lives, then great, go ahead and get it. If you're scared to death of this virus, get that vaccine. You get that shot in your arm and you feel great about it. But it's not your right. It's not your place to tell me that I have to have it. Not your business at all. Furthermore, what do we have going on with deaths? Let's look at the CDC and let's just see what they say. Now, this is the number of the coronavirus disease deaths in the United States. And this is as of July the 21st. So this is the most recent that I have up till July the 21st, the deaths from the virus. Now this, this is a little rough because this is with COVID. This isn't from COVID. This is with COVID. So the people who are saying 600,000 people have died. Okay. 600,000 people have died. And do you know how many people die every year? Millions, millions of people die every year. But 601,000 people have, or uh, 601,000 people have died from this virus, right? Be that as it may. Do you know how old the people are on average who are dying from this? Did you know that between zero, so between being born and 17 years of age, 337 people have died? 337 people have died. And so we've shut down schools, locked them down, student. Uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, teachers unions are locking down the schools. They're still getting paid, mind you. They're still going to get paid. They're still going to be, you know, on the payroll, even though they're not going into the schools. And this isn't a knock on teachers. This is a knock on their union, an absolute knock on their union, because if it was up to the union, these teachers would be paid and they'd stay home and they would vote for a living and they wouldn't teach a day in their life. And I don't care what anybody says. That is what that student, uh, the, the teachers unions about. They're about votes. They're about power. They're not about teachers and the good teachers. And I know a lot of them, the good teachers who care about kids and who want kids to succeed and want kids to make a life for themselves. Those people deserve to be paid top dollar. 
They don't deserve to be lumped in with the other people who show up with alcohol in their breath, who show up late to the class, who don't come in, who just say it's a mental health day just so they can stay home and drink wine or do whatever they want to do. I don't care. I'm not judging. Uh, But the fact of the matter is they're being paid for a job that they don't want to do or don't care to do. There are very good teachers out there, and it's a shame that they're lumped in with the people who don't care, with the people who view uh, teaching as a backup career. We have too many people who don't care, too many people who slack off. And I've seen it in my daily life, the people who slack off and get by. And you know what? The people like me who work for a living and who do a darn good job, we don't like those people. We don't like them at all because that is not how I would do things. And that's not how I think America should work. I think you should find something you're passionate about and go for it with 100% clarity, with 100% dedication and passion. You don't go into something just to make a paycheck. You go into it because you're darn good at it and because it's something you enjoy doing or you are passionate about it. Be that as it may. So zero to 17, 337 deaths. 18 to 29 years old, there have been 2,470 deaths. 2,470 deaths. Did you know that students are more likely to die in a car crash than they are to die of COVID? Did you know that school students uh, and college students are essentially more likely to commit suicide because of these lockdowns? Did you know that their schooling, that their grades are going down significantly because they're out of the classroom, because they don't have those social uh abilities to to be with their friends, to spend time with their friends, to see their friend's face. You can't even see their face. All you see is their eyes. I want to see people smile. I want to see people in a good mood. I'm a happy guy. I enjoy life. I, I love being around people. I love being around happy people. I think we all do. You know, you look at a dating profile and they say, you know, I love to laugh. Everybody loves to laugh. That's like saying I like to breathe oxygen. Well, yeah, it's kind of necessity for life. Necessary for life, but let's get back to it. So, so we have zero to seventeen is three hundred and thirty-seven deaths out of all the deaths out there for COVID. Three hundred and thirty-seven is it for zero to seventeen? Are lives precious? Absolutely. But how many lives have we aborted? Tell me that one, because it's in the tens of millions. I believe it's like forty-three, forty-five million we've killed. Yeah, that's a lot more than six hundred and one thousand for a virus. 601,000 for a virus that, you know, it's going to be here forever. You, everybody thinks, well, it's, it's, it's going to go away if we just get, no, no, it's never going away. Viruses never go away. They're just going to move on. They're going to, you know, they're going to mutate. They're going to change. They're going to adapt. And, and this is what we're going to deal with. We have the flu every year and we have people who get vaccines. They get the flu shot, as it were. It might be 30% effective. The way I understand, and I might be totally wrong, but this is what I heard, is what we do is we look at the flu in, I believe it's over in Australia, and we see which strains of the flu seem to be strongest over there or seem to be uh, prevalent. And whenever we get our flu shot, we base the flu shot based upon what strains they're seeing over in Australia at that time. And that is kind of a and it might not be Australia, it might be another country, but the way I understand, we look at that and that gives us an idea of what strain we are going to try and protect from. But even then, the flu shot's only 30% effective or so, 30, maybe 40, might be 50 on a good year. But what we have is we have people here who are so afraid of this virus that they're going to shut themselves off from society. They're going to give up on their friends and family so that they can be uh, protected from a virus that chances are they're going to have more chance of getting killed in a car crash than they are of getting this virus and dying from it. 
So who's dying from this, you might ask? Well, that's a good question. Did you know that of the 601,178,151, so roughly a little less than a third, we'll say 30% would probably be a good bet. We'll just say 30% of the deaths are 85 years and older. 85 years old and older. You know, I have family members who are in their 80s. I love them to death. But you know what? At 85, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Heck, at 37, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. 85 years old, if you're dying from COVID, chances are you're not dying from COVID. You're dying with it anyway. These people, what happens when you get to be 85? Well, your heart doesn't work as well as it used to. Your lungs don't function like they used to. Your liver, your kidneys, your intestines, none of that works like it used to. Like uh, as, as Jeff Foxworthy says, as it used to could. You know, those things don't work like they used to. So as you get older, and we see this when people die from pneumonia or they die from, it could be anything. They could die from any sort of issue. It could be, um, you know, it could even be diarrhea. If people are, are uh, you know, they're low on their fluids and they, they're dehydrated, they could die from those things. Things that does are just an inconvenience could kill someone who's older. You know, and that's why they say when you get older, you need better health care, not, not worse. It's kind of like a car. You know, if you have a car that has 200,000 miles on it, you don't skip oil changes. You get that car taken care of. A new car could go a little longer because everything's new. Everything works properly. But an older car needs a better battery, not a weaker battery. It needs a better battery because the starter isn't as strong as it used to be. All of these things rely upon everything else. So 85 years and older, roughly 30% of people, roughly 30% of people, 85 and older are the ones who are dying from this. 75 to 84. So once again, 75, that's not a young pup. They've been around for a while. Do I want them to die? No. But are their kidneys, lungs, heart, all those things, are they working like they used to? Is their circulatory system working like it used to? Are their intestines working? You know, that's where a lot of our, um, that's where a lot of our immune system is based essentially is in our gut. Is it working the way it's supposed to? Do these people have cancers or, or other issues that, that might make them weaker? Or are they a diabetic? You know, so once again, we have 75 to 84, 164,532 deaths. So it's really only about 14,000 or 13 and a half thousand off from the 85 and older group. So if we just take those two and lump those together, that's roughly probably about 50% or a little more of the deaths are 75 and above. But let's keep going. 65 to 74. Once again, not the youngest. Of course, 64 or 65, they can still be in pretty good shape at that point, but they're getting older. Right there is 134,045. Uh, so if we lump that in with the other two, now we're looking at probably 60% or 65% of deaths are 65 and above. Let's lump in a little bit, and it might be more than that, actually. I'm just giving you a rough estimate. Let's lump in. And let's look at the 50 to 64. So from 50 to 64, we're looking at roughly 96,000 deaths. It's 95,705. So we have 50 to 64 is 95,700. 65 to 74 is 134,000. 75 to 84 is 164 and a half. And 85 and older is 178,000. So if we lump all those together, and I did it here on the calculator just for fun. We lump all of those together, and what do we get? Well, it's pretty simple. What we get is about 
95% of deaths, essentially. So we're looking at about 572,433 deaths out of 601,124 gives us a grand total of 0.95227. So 95% of the deaths are for people who are 50 and over. Now, do I want people over 50 to die? No, absolutely not. But let's not kid ourselves. When people get older, their body starts breaking down. It starts falling apart. From the time we're born, our body starts wearing out. Even when we're born, you know, we start having cells die. Well, cells start dying and being replaced. And, you know, like I said, I don't want people to die. I, I don't like that. That's kind of a sad and morbid way to look at life that people die from things. But it, it's a fact of life. That's what happens. And if you're trying to tell me that we need to shut down everything, shut down everything in our society because of these 572,433 deaths, I'm sorry, but we don't. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's do, let's do that number here just for fun. So that was 572. So this is 50 and up. 572,433. Now, like I said, this is also uh, July 21st. So this is a little old. We could just, let's just do this. Let's round it up to 575,000, right? It's just a nice, even number. Let's do that. And let's divide that by, I think we're about 340 million people in the United States right now. I believe that's about where we are. We shut down the economy for the deaths of 0. 0.00. 196%.00169. That's what we did. Now, I, I could round that up a little bit, take it up to 600,000, but still, it's nothing. Statistically, it's 0. 0. 0.0. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and go to, let's just do 610,000, uh, just, you know, just to be safe, divided by 340 million people. We're still looking at 0. 0.0. 0178 or 179 0.00 statistically 0% of the has died from this covid virus and we shut down the economy do you know how many businesses have closed i believe they said it's close to 60 or 70% of small businesses have closed because of this how many of those were the life savings was wrapped up in that business the life savings of the owner and of the investors, uh, you know, these people who put their life and their soul and their heart and their money and everything that they had into these businesses. And what happened? Well, Big Jim comes in and shuts you down. Uh, you know, the health department comes in and says, well, you can only have 25% capacity, 50% capacity. It's none of their business. If I want to go to McDonald's, I want to go to McDonald's. Now, if people don't want to work during that COVID deal, that's fine. You don't want to work, don't work. But don't expect me to pay your bills because you don't want to work. You know, we can be afraid of this virus and we can see it as a threat. And it is a threat. Don't get me wrong. That, that's 600,000 people have died. Um, but they didn't die from the virus. They died with it. And to illustrate that point, let's do this here real quick. Right here, man who died on a motorcycle. This is Channel 15 News, ABC. This was last year. This happened down in Florida. This is Saturday, July the 18th, 2020. Um, man who died in motorcycle crash counted as COVID-19 death in Florida. So I'm going to read this real quick and, and we'll talk about it. I'm running out of time here. I'll have to end this uh, in about 10 minutes. 
It says, Orlando, Florida, CBS Channel 12. A man who died in a motorcycle crash was counted as a COVID-19 death in Florida, according to a new report from Fox 35 Orlando. According to the report, Orange County Health Officer Dr. Uh, Raul Pino, P-I-N-O, Pino, was asked whether two coronavirus victims in their 20s had any underlying medical conditions that could have potentially made them more susceptible to the virus. Pino's answer was that one of the two people who was listed as a COVID death actually died in a motorcycle crash. Despite health officials knowing the man died in a motorcycle crash, it is unclear whether or not his death was removed from the overall count in the state. Dr. Pino tells Fox 35 that, quote, uh, that one, quote, could argue, actually argue that it could have been the COVID-19 that caused him to crash, unquote. Are you kidding me? The picture and I don't know, this is a file photo, and I don't know that this is the bike. It might not be the bike. But let's let's just be frank. If it is the bike, it's a Ninja sports bike. It's like a Ninja 6. Uh, so it's a 600cc sport bike. It's a bike that's probably capable of 170 miles an hour. And you're telling me that this person crashed because of COVID? That, what I read you earlier from this Dr. Scott... Uh, uh, Gottlieb, 25% of the patients who had COVID were asymptomatic. And it's, it's around that much for all patients. It's many, many problems, actually probably more than we know, because if people are asymptomatic, they're not going to get tested. So if they're asymptomatic, they might not even know they had the COVID virus. You know, if it wouldn't have been for me losing my tense to, uh, te- sense of taste and smell, I wouldn't have known that I had it. I didn't feel that bad. It wasn't even as bad as a common cold. So you know, we have to be honest about things. If it's that, you know, if it's that way, how is somebody going to crash a motorcycle? You know, you can be deathly ill and still ride a motorcycle. If you're not feeling well, you'll stop the motorcycle and pull over to the side of the road. You're not going to just keep riding until you get lightheaded and then just keep going. Anyone who's ever ridden a motorcycle knows if you're not feeling well, you get off the bike, you park it and you get off the bike. You don't ride a hundred and I'm just guessing he was flying and lost control. That's my guess. You know, uh, let's say they got hit by a car. If they got hit by a car, would that be because of uh, the virus as well? Let's keep going. Other discrepancies in Florida's coronavirus case numbers have also come into question. Channel 12 News, CBS 12, reported Friday that dozens of Florida labs still report only positive COVID tests, skewing positive positive positivity rates. I'm sorry, skewing positivity rates, despite the positivity data being questioned earlier in the week, the way Florida reports coronavirus deaths has been a subject of concern for John Taylor, a PhD student at Florida Atlantic university who has been working with the FAU finance professor, Dr. Rebel Cole on their own COVID tracker. Taylor and Cole say they take issue not only with the unexplained outliers and the positive lab results, but also the way the DOH presents hospitalizations and deaths. Governor Ron DeSantis, during a news conference on Wednesday, says Florida law for a reportable illness states that if someone tests positive, it must be reported. But the law itself does not make labs report any negative results. Let me say that again. But the law itself does not make lab report, does not make labs report any negative results. So there you go. We only care if they're positive. We don't care if they're negative. We don't want to know how many people got, you know, a negative result. We don't want to know how many were, uh, were accurate. 
we don't care about the accurate numbers. We just want to get higher, higher numbers. And this isn't a stab at Ron DeSantis. However, the governor says his administration likely in one of his executive orders requires labs to report negative COVID-19 test results too. The governor admitted that there are several labs only reporting positive tests to meet the standards of the underlying law and not the new standards implemented by his office. So there you go. You have labs that aren't working with the governor. They're just trying to get those numbers up. And, you know, why is it that these hospitals want to rule these deaths as COVID deaths anyway? Do you know? I'll tell you why the hospitals get more money if it's a COVID death than otherwise. They're getting money from the government. Why would you not? You know, we live in a society of people who don't care about the rule of law. Our society was built on morality. Our society was built, and you can talk about slavery, all these things. We're the only nation to get rid of slavery. We're the only nation to have uh, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people die to try and free people who are slaves, be that as it may. What we have is a nation that is falling apart because our morality is gone. It's falling apart because people don't raise their own children. It's falling apart because men have sex with women and don't stick around to take care of the child. It's falling apart because women are promiscuous and go out and have children outside of wedlock. It's falling apart because people are not moral anymore. People who've never truly been moral, but you know, by the way, all have fallen short of the glory of God. We know that we're all sinners. But you know what? Our laws, our rules, our our constitution was based upon the fact that our nation was supposed to be a nation of people who were trying to follow their God, their Lord and Savior, their Creator. You know, it could be their higher being. If you don't believe in in God, you know, it could be anything. It could be spirituality. The fact of the matter is, we cannot have a nation. We cannot have a functioning society if we don't all believe in something better than ourselves. I don't care what you think that is. It could be sports. If you care about sports, if you care about the uh, sportsman uh, like conduct, you know, taking care of others, looking out for others and trying to be a uh, good and honest uh, football player. It doesn't matter what you believe is a higher power than you. Whatever it is, we have to have that in this society. We cannot live in this society if we don't believe in right and wrong. And what we have is we have people, hospitals who are claiming that these deaths are COVID deaths when they're not. We have medical examiners claiming that these are COVID deaths when they're not. George Floyd supposedly had COVID whenever he died. Do you think he died from COVID? Do you really think he died from COVID? Or do you think it was from the toxic lethal levels of fentanyl that were in his system? Or do you think it might have been any other of the litany, the, the number of drugs that were in his system? Do you think? You know, this this is what we need to talk about, people. We have to be honest with ourselves because this is not right. Let me get back to this, and then I'm going to have to shut down here. We're running out of time. Do you know what the average life expectancy is in the United States? The average life expectancy right now, and this, uh, this is actually from 2018, I guess, is in the United States, it's 78.54 years. So 78 and a half years old is the average life expectancy. Now, chances are, if you make it to 60 or 70, you're going to live to be probably close to 90. Uh, if you can live that long, chances are you're going to live much longer. Uh, living to like 60 is a pretty good indicator that you're, you're, you know, pretty healthy individual. UK is a little higher. They're about 81 and a quarter uh, on their average lifespan. So be that as it may, let's just, let's just take them both down. Let's just say 75 could be the average lifespan. Let's take it to 80. It doesn't matter. 80 is a nice number. That's in, kind of in the middle. 80 years old, we'll say, is the average lifespan. 
So you're telling me that these people who died 85 and older, we'll lump 75 in there too. So we'll just say it's roughly eh, about 320,000 out of 600,000. So more than 50% of people died with COVID. And you're wanting to tell me that we need to shut everything down. We need to close shop and let's, uh, let's just turn this country. Let's just turn the lights off. You know, uh, you know, people need to realize we're in a race in this country. In the United States, we are competing against South Korea. We're competing against China. We're competing against Russia. You know, we're in the Olympics right now competing with people, but we are competing with them economically as well. And if you know anything about a race, and don't don't let me kid you, I'm not I'm not a racer. I'm not a runner. I'm not a motorcycle racer. But I understand that if you are in a running race, if you are running a race and you just decide to kind of, you know, run over to the side and just stop for a while, you're getting behind. You know, businesses in this country, if they're not growing and improving, they're falling behind everybody else. We are running a race in this country against all these other countries. And what we allowed through all these lockdowns, these edicts, these mandates that did nothing but that slowed the spread. But you know what that did? All that did was delayed the inevitable. It's going to happen. But when we did that, we caused all of these companies to go out of business. We caused all of these people to have health issues. We caused all of these people to be more likely to commit suicide, to have serious mental issues, to be experiencing anxiety and depression and all sorts of other mental issues. Guys, this is not right. This is not how things should be. This country should not be doing anything we can just because, well, we got to do something. No, sometimes doing nothing is better than doing something. And in this case, that is the case. We would be better off doing nothing than shoot doing these uh, edicts and these mandates, making people wear masks for no good reason. I'll finish with this. Fairmont State's going to have people wear a little placard, a little lanyard that's going to say whether you're vaccinated or not. You know what? That's none of Fairmont State's business. That's nobody else's business. If I want the vaccine, I'll get it. If I don't, I won't. It shouldn't be anybody else's business. And the fact that some people here in this country think that other people need to get the the vaccine because they're scared. That is not how this country should be. That's not how things should work. And I'll tell you what, it needs to end and it needs to end now. People need to push back against this. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Hope you're doing well and uh, we'll talk again soon. You all take care now. Thanks for stopping. See you later.